this, was, this was hard for me. Oh, mask. I was like, I'm going to be honest. You know, I was I did two copies. The uh, first copy, I had like all this crazy stuff. And I was like, OK. And it was just really interesting thinking about. The part of you that you show that you're OK with showing that you're, you're you're more than OK with showing versus the part of you that is more like, uh, I don't know if I'd freely show that. All right. Well, um, on the front of mine, I wrote it's interesting design today. I don't know. Funny, caring and hardworking. Uh, I relate to uh, that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I relate to that. I, I was couple. That was like uh, similar to the first version of mine. Yeah, yeah. That's it's really interesting. I like it. First word is insecure. Second is playful, and third is sensitive. Yeah, and so that was the, that was the hard one. The the back for sure. Um, and that, you know it's funny because I come off as being already vulnerable a lot um so it was like what if, what do i not show what am i not okay with showing and yeah it definitely and there's other things in there i think and i'll, and I'll talk about that after you show your side welcome to the taking off the mask podcast my name is ashanti branch and i'm really glad you've joined us Today's guest is Thomas Sage Peterson. Uh, he's the host of Speak for Change podcast, and he's the CEO of the award-winning Everyone's Music School. You know, in this podcast, we don't talk a lot about our careers as much unless it connects to our masks. And what you're going to hear in this conversation is a really meaningful conversation about lots of things, about camping, about outdoors, about kombucha, about um, masks, about connecting to ourselves, understanding our patterns. Um, but more than anything, two men coming together just to learn about each other, really building a connection that in a very short amount of time has already shown itself to uh, go deeper than we ever would have probably happened any other way. Um, really excited for you to hear this podcast. If you haven't yet had a chance to make your own mask, I invite you to go to 100kmasks.com and do that. And if you um, know somebody who you want to get to know a little better, maybe you can invite them to make a mask and then you all talk about it. And if you have a conversation about it, please let us know because so we can learn how those conversations are going deeper than um, maybe normally would. So uh, thank you for being here today. We're so glad that you've decided to join us and uh, enjoy the show. One of the things I was realizing as we were just kind of catching mm -hmm. up right now is that um, I started making June. Now, June is a different version. It's like the champagne of kombucha, right? So you make, oh, it, okay. make it with honey and green oh, tea. Oh, wow. Okay. And so it comes out like really light. And uh, yeah, so the honey. June is already, yeah, honey and green wow. tea. So, and it's amazing. I mean, it, the, the scoby is like super white. Like, um, anyway, so there, I, have, I have a batch of that. I'm going to, okay, I'm going to share that with you. The, the, I'm gonna share, share some bottles with you. Yeah, yeah. No, I wanna, I wanna kind of come down to what you're doing. And yeah, all man. That stuff, man. We're rocking it. We're, we're not that. It. We're not that far from each other. That's right. Right. Down the way. Man. Well, listen. Welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. I Thank am you. so glad to have you. Now, do you? Your name is Thomas, but do you go by something for short, or do you go by Thomas? That's just call me Thomas. Yeah. Okay. Great. So what I'm gonna do, Thomas, is I'm gonna just have you introduce yourself because okay. I just want you to let the audience know who you are, what you're up to, like. 
and then at the end you're gonna you're gonna give all the other stuff but um we'd love to just welcome you to the show by you telling uh, tell us about your yeah uh so i'm the podcast host for speak for change podcast which i had you on which was uh which was awesome i'm also the ceo of everyone's music school which is an award-winning music school i like throwing that in there that <laughs> sounds yes, kind of cool you, you know um we're, we're here in santa cruz i'm in santa cruz california uh and yeah, I do a lot of other stuff in the community. I'm on some, I'm a, a member of the steering committee for Santa Cruz County Black Coalition for Justice and Racial Equity. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'd like to give back to the community in any way I can. And I'm always looking for ways to give back. Man, well, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. And we had a really uh, powerful conversation just uh, a little while ago. I feel like it was just like a couple of days ago, but maybe it was a week ago, but it was beautiful. Yeah. And um, I still remember that I was, uh, I, I was like, I'm supposed to be crying over here on this show. <laughs> like what's happening? Like I just found myself like, and I, you know, I had like, uh, had captured a piece of it. And I was like, oh wait, that's the picture. That's the part where I was crying. I'm not sure. I'm not sharing that. I'm not sharing that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, it was just my audio right here. I was like, Oh man, I remember that question, and it was like it was yesterday. Yeah. So beautiful. So thank you, and I'm glad that you agreed to be in here with us. Because what we want to do with the Taking Out the Mass podcast is just a way for men to come together and have these conversations. Men, my age, your age, younger men. Because right. I think that there's such an opportunity for us to really connect, you know. And yes. um, and our and our and our model is pretty simple. We just we you made a mask already, and I made a mask, and. We're just going to talk about our mask. We're just going to share it, you know, and the conversation will take itself where it needs to go. Um, but what we try to help our young people and older people recognize is that if you don't have a place to really recognize that there's so much more to you than anybody can see just by looking at you, then you operate out of mm. this box. And, um, you know, in our work, we talk about um, someone just recently on the show said something about this term of confined masculinity confined right where you get blocked in and boxed into a way of being that is doesn't feel authentically you yeah. or all of you or you, is what people need you to be or it's what they're expecting you to be and then sometimes people wake up and they're like who who am i <laughs> what, who what's important to me right yep. what's important to me and i um i'm excited that we get to have this conversation today so thank you for yeah coming. me too man uh and just to say just to talk about the episode you were on at the, on my podcast that was a deep episode man for i think both of us i think i think that was really good and i appreciate you going there and i yeah i really appreciate it 100 percent. wow thank you thanks for making <laughs> thanks for making it happen it happened <laughs> it did happen it did happen so but but as you know i got i tell people i'm not i'm not, I'm not afraid of crying but i yeah. think i mean i definitely know that in the last say 10 years of my life yeah. uh, i probably cried more in these last 10 years, maybe even the last five of the 10, but definitely in the last 10 than I have in the first 30 plus, right? Like, I'm sure of it, right? Because I know that it was rules in my life that was like, men don't cry. You know, right. so no feeling. Definitely not in, in where anybody would see it. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, the interview's over, bye. And then I'm, a, you know what I'm saying? Then I'm going to cry off stage, but I've never let anybody see it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and I think that, uh, I get into a place where I, I, I choose when, you know, but sometimes mm -hmm. it just pops and I'm like, yeah. well, I gotta, how much am I need to fight this right now? Do I need to, am I safe? Is it, am I worried? Am I, you know, what are the things that may happen? So 
Right. Um, thank you for being a part of it because <laughs> it's the mask in its full effect, right? Yes, that's exactly right. Exactly right. Totally. I can't agree more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love this mask exercise. I mean, it, like, it was, this was hard for me. Doing oh. this mask. I was like, I'm going to be honest. You know, I was I did two copies. Uh, first copy, I had like all this crazy stuff. And I was like, OK. And it was just really interesting thinking about the part of you that you show that you're okay with showing that you're, you're you're more than okay with showing versus the part of you that is more like, uh, I don't know if I'd freely show that, you know? <laughs> and so yeah. I thought it was a really good, really good way of doing that. So thank you for bringing it to my attention, you know? Well, thank you for participating. I mean, I think that's, <laughs> that's, that's where the conversation goes is like, where can I, what can I write? What can I handle? What can, yeah. what can they handle? What's going to make me feel too vulnerable? What's going to make me feel unsafe? Like all the right. layers of what we have to decide. So and now that you, we've talked about it, let's just let's jump in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if any of you out there want to make a mask, you know, you can go to 100kmasks.com to make your mask um, and be a part of this movement. And the movement is growing. You're going to hear some great news coming up soon about what we've got going on. But uh, Thomas, welcome to the show. And um, we let our guests decide who goes first. So either you want to go first or you want me to go first. Mm -hmm. um, and then what we'll do is we'll share the front and then uh, we'll share the back. And then uh, we'll, you know, the conversation will take it wherever it's, it's ready to go. You know? Awesome. Do you want me to show it to the camera or do you want me to, what, what's the. Yeah. Ideally, okay. if you share it, you show it and then, you know, right. then. Uh, so let's see if I can do this here. I'll just show the front first. Help me fold front? it in half. All right. Yeah. yeah just fold, fold it in half. half. Yeah, just so that we don't uh, we don't spoil what's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> we want to build. We're, do, we're doing drama here. A now. little suspense, okay. you know. It's yeah. just important. I get the... it. I get it. So here we go. Here's my mask, so everyone can see. Um, and I'm gonna read you what I put here. Okay, you want me to just read all three three of the things? Yeah, that'd be okay. great. Yeah, and then anything you want to say about it? Yeah. All right. So the first one is my passion and dedication, my empathy and compassion, and my uh, lightheartedness. I would say are the three things that. I am 100% okay with showing to the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. All right. Well, um, on the front of mine, I wrote this interesting design today. I don't know. Funny, caring, and hardworking. Uh, I relate to uh, that. Um, <laughs> I relate to that. I, I was couple, that was like uh, similar to the first version of mine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, it's really interesting. I like it. So anything on the front that that stands out to you? Anything on the front that that you want to that you want to highlight or talk about or um well it's interesting um I don't know like the lightheartedness I thought was an interesting thing that came out of it. Yeah. Kind of my uh ability to be able to be like oh like when stressful things happen to kind of shove it off and be like it's all good, you know? Like we've got this. But internally, you know, that may not be the case, right? And so it's it's really easy to for me to put out a front of being like calm in a storm, right? Mm -hmm. So I thought that was an interesting thing that I or a quality that I never really kind of put a name to. Right on. So I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, when I think about caring and I and normally I I've used I've made hundreds of masks. So yeah, I used to keep similar words most of the time, but Caring is a new one that I, I believe fully, but yeah. I didn't really write. I never wrote it. I was more, I used to write serious all the time and then serious and hardworking and then funny. Right. Yeah. And then, but caring is one that I've been really like 
realizing that a deep part of my connection to others, a deep part of my willingness to be open is through caring, is through doing my best to care for others. And sometimes I care more for others than I even will even pay attention to myself. Yeah. Which has been really interesting to, to think about. And I, and I was listening to, yeah. So that's something that stood out right there. Caring. Yeah. That's interesting. So you've never, I, that's funny. Cause I, from, you know, the little we've known of each other, I, I would associate you with caring almost automatically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that, that makes, that's uh it's an interesting, it's interesting that you haven't wrote written that before. Yeah. It's only been in the last couple of weeks. I think before it was like serious, hardworking, funny. So I get, yeah. I, you know, I think the hardworking and serious is where the caring was, but I never, until I heard a man say it, I'm like, why haven't yeah. I never written that word? So I've been really embracing it and realizing yeah. that deep down, like if I think of a lot of the frustrations that come in my life is because I care about stuff so much, right? Yep. I care about this work a lot. I care about the young people a lot. I care about the young people who are like right now hiding and running from me right now. <laughs> we don't want to have hard conversations <laughs> right now. Like, and I'm like, okay, Jonathan, you got to back off, back off, right? And that that idea is that it's a big part of me. Right. And I guess I, I I was attributed to being serious, and maybe it comes off so much as serious, as opposed to as caring. And I yeah. got you know, yeah, I think yeah. You know, hmm. That's interesting. I because I, I I put serious on on the first draft. I was mm-hmm. like serious and hardworking. So mm-hmm. I had those those words there, but I was like, what is that really? You know. And I was thinking about it. It was passion and dedication, right? So like I have a passion for. I'm willing to suffer for the mm-hmm. things I'm doing because I deeply care about the people I'm serving, the yeah. ideology behind it, the 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 intent all these things. And I'm totally willing to share that. Cause I, when I share my passion and my dedication to something, I see it's contagious a little bit, you know, people either run away or, or they, uh, or they get inspired, you know, just by being in that space, you know, when you are okay with sharing that you're passionate about doing what you love and what you're doing. Yeah. That makes sense. It does. It uh, without a doubt. And not, and I think that that's deeply connected to, not only the work that you've created, but also what I like, how it continues to grow. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think how it continues to grow. Right. So. Hmm. Passion. <laughs> wow. How. Okay. Hmm. I think it's going to come up. Oh man. You're up. asking. You, you didn't finish that question. <laughs> yeah, it's not a question. It's not, it's not a question show, you know, <laughs> I got to force myself, but I, you know, I, it's not a really fully formulated question. It was more about okay. passion and, uh, dedication. I think, you know, I've been like riffing off of this idea for a lot of years around dedication, around mm-hmm. how, how these words have been, have, have pushed me. Right. Yeah. Like not, de- dedication, determination and desire. Right? right. Like those three D's have really like helped guide me in a lot of ways. And yes. uh, it's when you said that word, I'm like, Oh yeah, there's that word again. <laughs> and it's like, okay. <laughs> Right. So to just call it in to like call it into being. Right. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, there's maybe there may be more to say about the front, but let's 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 move to the back then. <laughs> OK. All right. And uh, All right. since you went, you decided to go first and you'll be first. Mm-hmm. So I, I won't show it because there's no mask. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, the first can... mask is insecure or the first word in my first mask. First word is insecure. Mm. Second is playful. And third is sensitive. Mm. Yeah. And so that was, the, that was the hard one. The, the back for sure. Um, 
And, you know, it's funny because I come off as being already vulnerable a lot. Um, so it was like, what, if, what do I not show? What am I not OK with showing? And yeah, it definitely. And there's other things in there, I think. Yeah. And, I'll, and I'll talk about that after you show your side. OK, yeah. um, so let me see. That's, so it says uh, fear of failure, mm. trauma and mental health and uh mental health is mostly about family yeah um, but i've been reading a lot and been looking at a lot of articles about mental health lately and it's really been stirring and definitely what uh the most recent article i read is about you know how many kids right now are dealing with mental health issues that are not being supported and that are being exacerbated by this loneliness and isolation right now um and uh i wrote a post i was replying to a man's post um, and I was like, you know, this is the work that we're trying to do in my work. Right. And I was like, I mean, it was, you know, when you reply to somebody's post, you don't just write a book. So I was like, <laughs> what are you doing, Ashanti? Like what I realized, and, and I have a fear of writing. So yeah. the fact that I had this long post, I'm like, I better, do, I better change it. So I did change it. I, did, yeah. I copied it somewhere else. I didn't send it. I sent just a small one sentence. And then I made a post where I actually said it myself, you know, and I'm like, exactly. it's time. It's time. Like I have a lot to say about the, this and I mean, anyway, um, so that one that stood out to me and I have a brother who has schizophrenia. So okay. um, uh, paranoid schizophrenia. So a lot of his decisions don't make sense to me. <laughs> uh, yeah. don't make, and, I, and I have to battle myself with getting frustrated with him. And um, and yeah, so anyway, th those are the ones that are coming up. And then trauma is, you know, mostly childhood stuff, but uh, stuff that I'm working myself, working through, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's really interesting. And, you know, I, I used to work and I have family members with uh, schizophrenia as well. And I used to work at a uh, mental health facility as a counselor for people with schizoaffective disorders yeah. and stuff. And so mental health is definitely, you know, the one thing I realized about mental health, because this is also very in line with my my back of my mask is mm. how similar I am to a lot of people. Like There's this big uh, I forgot the exact word right now stigma with mm -hmm. mental health right and yeah working there i realized how similar my thinking was to a lot of people who were diagnosed with disorders and i think something that popped out of me was like these are just you know these are human beings right yeah. you know these are yeah. human beings and yeah i think we all have mental health issues on some level you know no one's perfect and i don't think mm -hmm. anyone should be you know and i think we live in a society that does not value humanity enough. And so that, that means we're going to have mental health issues because we don't have a society that's nourishing for us. Yeah. You know, it's, it's acceptable to do unhealthy things in our society. It's acceptable to be addicted to alcohol and caffeine and, you know, these things, as long as you get ahead, as long as you're constantly pushing that meritocracy narrative, right? Yeah. And so I think, yeah, mental health is very in line. And that's, you know, my first one was insecure. And that was, that's really tied to mental health. That's for me. That's, uh, you know, I've been insecure about like my body. I've been insecure about, you know, my lifestyle, you know, like my cleanliness. That's a weird one, but that's very specific. And, you know, as in like, you know, how, how organized I am in work or how organized I'm in, at my house or yeah. things like that. And I think that insecurity is something where I'm, I do have a fear 
of like rejection. I have a fear of rejection from other people. Right. And so I don't really like to, I wouldn't freely share that right with other people. Like I, you know, somewhere inside me, I always ask like, Oh, do you, did I offend you? You know, did I, I, you know, did I, did I do this? Did I do that? You know, and that's always the thoughts that are on in my head, but I have, it's been a practice just to let go of that. Right. And just kind of move forward because your life will be derailed if you're constantly thinking about, did you offend somebody or did you say the wrong thing or did you do the wrong thing? Does that, does that make uh, sense? Oh man. So, and so many areas, I mean, I don't even know where to start, <laughs> but let's start with that one. <laughs> like, I think that because when I work with young people, like uh, even when I believe in the adults, I know, but like when somebody starts, starts replying, yeah. my mind goes into like, okay, Hmm, let me think. Of, let me go look at the replay of what I said before. Right. <laughs> Sometimes I'm on like serious, like get stuff done mode and I could be like yeah. quick. Right. And I'm like, OK, no, I don't think I said anything. And then I'm wondering, <laughs> OK, like all of that, all of that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And I think one thing you also talked about when you talked about that part was like the, you know, like image. Right. And I know I've been a big guy my whole life and I've been on this roller coaster a lot of and mostly on the. I don't know which is the up or down. Maybe the downside of the roller coaster I've been on before. It's just like I'm at the bottom of this bottle of this or a bag of, of this or a, yeah. bo- a box of whatever. And I think I remember just always feeling like, what is those things? And I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know they were connected to emotional stuff. I didn't know that my eating was connected to emotional stuff until, I mean, literally probably the last year. Like I think right. it hit that point where it was like, this is not you're not, this is not healthy. You know, I remember seeing a picture of me at a retreat in February and I was like, who is that? Who is, who is that? Who is that? And I was mad. At, I was mad at the person who took the picture because I knew I was something was wrong. I was mad at the person who took the picture from that angle because it made my face look so, and I'm like, Ashanti, that's your face. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you, what, how, how are you going to get mad at the photographer? Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's you you know what I'm saying I'm like oh and I remember just like and then started you know started doing some work around it but I think yeah. it's been a journey right I didn't yeah you know it hasn't been easy I mean it was easier just to go ahead and keep doing what I was doing that was the easiest thing right because it's it's painful you know yeah. and, I, and I don't know anybody I don't know addiction to alcohol or drugs and I know but I know an addiction yeah I know what I know what it feels like to have like a plate of cookies, like <laughs> call you, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I think for people who don't get it, they don't get it. They're like, oh, you yeah. just don't have any willpower. Well, mm. I, I, I wish I could like turn it off. I wish it was, yeah. I don't, I'd never chosen the idea that I was going to eat for comfort. Yeah. Why, why, you know, why would, I don't know why anybody would choose that, but why would I have chosen that? And I realized, man, it, it's, it's one of those things that, Man, when you talk about society allows certain things, right? Like, yeah. you know, alcohol, you know, it's, it's okay, right? But there's certain things that, that don't work, right, yeah. with society, right? And and for me personally, it didn't work. And I was like, how am I gonna, what am I going to do? And I remember yeah. a man who I've been following on Instagram, and I interviewed him last week. We talked about we talked about it. We talked about my addiction to food, you know? Right. And how that was connected to my emotion, childhood trauma that I never got dealt with. So I went to food for comfort. Yeah. Cause I was yeah. like, I can control that. <laughs> I feel so good. <laughs> and it just keep feeling good. Right. He's just like, I'm gonna just make sure I'm keeping feeling good as often as I can. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I mean, that is, that is, you know, you're, you're touching my whole life. You know, um, I was never taught. So I, when I was born, we would like go to McDonald's or when I was young, when I was a little kid, okay. We would go to McDonald's. I had, I was at this time I was with, uh, my mom. So she was a single mom, me and her. I remember we'd go through a lot of stressful things, right? But when we went to McDonald's, we would get like these uh, chicken nuggets, right? And I remember they lo looked like a little boot, looked like a little thing. And, you know, you would like kind of play with it. I would take the skin off. It would this whole experience, right? But it was a soothing experience, yeah. right? It was a soothing experience. And so food for me has always been a comfort thing, yeah. you know, without me being aware of it, right? Um, it really hit me, though, the power of the mind is when I saw a picture. So and I've always been a big guy and I've always said that. But when I was about uh, maybe 19 or 18 years old, I left home, lived, moved to Santa Cruz, like this kind of hippie, lived in a tent in the woods, was just like totally simplified my life, this whole oh, thing. Wow. And during that time, I didn't really eat much. I was like very into just... Uh, 100% like vegan raw food kind of things mm. and but I still in my head was a big guy right I was still a big guy I was always a big guy always a big guy whenever I looked in the mirror I was like man I'm big all this stuff so skip ahead maybe like eight ten nine years later I see a picture of and there's always pictures right like you said I see a picture of myself and I was like who is that and I was like that's me and I was skinny I was thin I was seemingly healthy all this stuff and i was like but that doesn't make sense because i don't remember being that mm. right i don't i never remember being that and so from that point on I, I i realized yes you can lose weight you know you can just lose all the weight but until you work on your mind yeah. and, and accepting and loving who you are at this moment Oof. you're never going to understand the feeling that you want or you're never going to get to the point where you want right yeah oh, and so man. I'm, I'm all for extremes. I go extreme on everything. I'm like, okay, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to work out every day. I wake up at 5 a.m., do push-ups, cold shower. I'll, I'll put myself through a boot camp, you know? Mm -hmm. I'll lose a bunch of weight. I'll even lose like 60 pounds or something. I'll, I'll go crazy, you know? But then that weight just comes right back on eventually because I don't, I, I'm not working on the things I actually need to be working on, and that's mm -hmm. emotional health. That's taking care of your, your being and yourself. And I think it's not until this year where or this past year past two years probably where i've just been yeah i would say longer than that of accepting who i am yeah. and then it's not till recently where i've been just like you know i'm just going to accept where i'm at and just and try to find little things that can kind of hopefully guide me in the right direction yeah. but i'm not going to trip anymore about if i'm because what, what would happen is I, I would feel and maybe you relate to this because you're a public figure right i would feel like i'm big i'm i don't look good i don't look like this and so i don't want to go out and do anything i don't want to go out in public eye i don't want to go on the behind the camera i don't want to be taking pictures at unflattering angles or you know um and so it would prevent me from doing what i'm here to do you know yeah. my purpose in life right and so this has always been a fight and so i i've this this past uh two years i've been like i'm not going to let it hold me back you know, I'm just going to go out there and just like accept who I am fully yeah. Yeah. and just be that. And like, you know, sure, if I lose weight, that's great, yeah. you know, but I want to be healthy. Yeah. 
I want to fulfill my purpose, which means I have to eat healthy so that I have the energy to do that. Right. Yeah. You have to, I have to tie it to my purpose because what happens on the past, every time I try to lose weight, every time it, it had nothing to do with my purpose, it was vanity. It was just about looking a certain mm. way. It was never about fulfilling my life's purpose. How does this connect with fulfilling my life's purpose? And once I realized that that is what I have to be looking at, yeah, I feel like I'm much better off of it. You know, I'm much better for it. You know, I don't know if you resonate with that and I'm, you know, I'm just making assumptions and all this stuff. So, you know, please let me know your view on that, <laughs> man. You, yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay. So lots of things I'm thinking about right now, but I guess when you talked about except where I'm at, um, yeah. it, it resonated in lots of ways, you know, um, the man Chuck, who I, who really kind of began to help me see it in a different way. Right. Like I've been on the 90 day juicing cleanse. Right. Yep. Right. And I'm like, I was feeling so amazing. And then, you know, I was like, okay, it's over. And then it was all over. Right. It yeah. was like the, the, and it was it, because it wasn't, it, I'm, I can be dedicated. I can be dedicated. Yeah. I can get stuff done, yep. but I hadn't changed. I hadn't changed what you said. Like I hadn't changed the the lifestyle, the the thought process, the, yeah. I hadn't changed the roots, the right. roots, the roots. I just kept chopping it off at the top and making it look better on the outside, but the That's roots right. were still like underneath just brewing. And one of the things that you said, we took accepting where I'm at, you know, there's this, um, uh, writer, uh, he's a philosopher, his name is Parker Palmer. And, uh, you know, I, I, this quote I've heard from him, he wrote a book uh, that I book I read was called Courage to Teach. But yeah. one of the things that he talks about is this idea of the critical gap. And so the critical gap is in between um, the world as it is. Yeah. And the world as I would want it to be. Yes. Now, there's not really a gap, but you can imagine you could just be philosophical about it for a moment and say, well, what it, the world as it is, is the way it is. I'm in that. But yep. what if I was, what if I was to be on the other, like toward the edge of where it's at? Cause if I'm yeah. not liking where it's at and I really want it to be somewhere else, how about I not just get, now I'll just bathe in where it's at. Yeah. How about I move toward the edge of where it's at in steps every day towards where I want it to be. Yes. Like, and then if we can stand in that critical gap right there, then I'm always in search of where I'm at, where I'm, where I, where I want, recognizing that this is just what it is. But as opposed, and when I talk to young people with that analogy, they get it. Like, yeah. yeah, you're going through these challenges, you're going through this trauma, you're going through the situation. Just take a breath a minute. And how about let's just move to the edge of it? And what if like the next step you take is towards what you want? What if the next moment, the next action, the next day, the next, and I remember, <laughs> and I'm saying this out loud because yesterday yeah. I was going on a bike ride and I was like, I don't want to go ride. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> yeah, I want to be fit. Yeah, I want to be fit, but I don't, I'm tired. I don't feel like, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. And I was Having my personal temper, temper, not temper jam. I was having a personal battle and I didn't go right. I was like, yeah. And then it was too dark. I was like, ah, it's too dark now. I'm not going to go <laughs> right. <And> so <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> I didn't ride. Right. And I think that is exactly that place. It's like, okay, do I just stay in? I don't like, it. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Right. And the edge of that is here's what I want to be. I want to be, I want to be able to jump on my bike at any time and just go ride. Not making yeah. excuses about my neighborhood is not safe and people can't drive and I don't want to get hit mm-hmm. by a car. All the excuses I've made up that let, kept me in the house, yeah. not on the bike, is not taking me towards what I want. Yeah. And, and so I, 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 it's not something that I'm, t- I'm saying out loud about this critical gap. I know that it's sometimes challenging even to be yeah. right there, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and another thing that pops up is I know I can do a lot without being completely healthy. You know, I know I can get away with doing mm-hmm. stuff, right? You know, and so 
like if I have to make money or I have to work on my business or I have to work on whatever, I'll, I'll prioritize those things first because I know I can do it. Right. You know? Yeah. (laughs) And you know, while like riding a bike, you know, you know, I relate to that. You know, when you're, when I'm in the, when I'm in the boot camp mode, I can do anything. I feel like I'm determined. I'm solid, you know, but when I'm in like an everyday mode, I'm like, I don't want to go out and ride a bike right now. You know, I don't want to go do that, you know, and I know it's going to make me healthier. I know it's going to do this. And so what I, what I ended up settling on is, you know what, I'm going to take baby steps to it. Right. And I, and I, every time I say that, I think of uh, this movie called what about Bob? I don't know if you've seen that movie. Um, <laughs> it's with, it's with Bill Murray in it. I know uh, I've seen it. I'm trying to remember what, what it's about. It's a man. long, it's a long time. It's like in the eighties and it's, uh, and, but yeah, I won't explain it, but you know, baby steps, you know, kind of like little steps toward the thing. So I'll like do some stretching in the morning and I'll do like a little bit of exercise in the morning um, <laughs> just to get my head right, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so that I am ready for the day. And and I'm going to be honest, like sometimes I don't, don't do it. And because I, I just go right on my phone and decide to go on email and social media and check on everything and respond to things and that whole game. Right. And yeah. But see, that's that's something that I've been working on, right? Yeah. That is something that I continue to work on. Yeah. And and one of the biggest things for me is just not to stress anymore about it, right? Not to stress anymore about it because of the of when you don't do it. Yeah. And I think that's uh, if you follow people like David Goggins and mm-hmm. you know Tim Ferriss and all these cats who are really you know with Jocko, you know all these mm-hmm. cats who are really into like discipline and getting it done and all this mm. stuff. Right. You know, they, they would push back heavily against this mentality, but you know what? I think for me personally, emotional stress is my biggest issue mm. and stressing about not fulfilling a promise I made to myself in the morning of riding a bike. Uh, I'm not going to stress about it. I'm going to do something else. And I'll, I'll be like, you know what? I'm just going to try to do like 30 push-ups or something today or do 10. I do this thing where I do 10 push-ups every door I walk through. So nice. <laughs> sometimes, you know, but you know, it's a little bit more fun for me. And eventually I know I'll get there and I have a commitment to it, uh, but I, I'm not going to stress about missed opportunity, missed uh, I, opportunities. I don't know if that's the right word, but if I, if I don't have the discipline in the morning, sometimes, yeah, I'm not going to trip about it. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to I know I'm going to get there. I know I'm going to do it. Uh, it's just a matter of time. And I just have to be patient with myself. And so those are, those are reminders I tell myself. Right. When yeah, going, yeah. Through, going down this path. <laughs> you, know. Well, you know, I think I think it's beautiful as, as a person who runs an organization. Right. Yeah. Like you like I, you have shown yourself. Right. I think we talked yeah. about this idea of like I'm going to just do this stuff that I know I can do. Right. Yeah. Like, I know I can work hard. Like, right. I think hard working shows up on the front, right, big time, most of the time, and serious, because I know I can be hard working. I right. know I can be serious. And sometimes I'm funny, right? Sometimes, yeah. I, <laughs> sometimes I like to laugh. <laughs> I like to laugh. But, you know, if the joke, joke doesn't work, I laugh at myself because the yeah. joke wasn't funny, right? Right. But when I'm talking about the other stuff, when it when I wasn't addressing it or dealing with it, it was like one of those moments where you're like, maybe I'm not working on it because I, I feel like I'm not good at it. And then therefore I, I tell myself a story about it and therefore I don't want to. And I think one of the things that um, 
I'm just saying the last thing about what Chuck said was um, I was in this battle one day. I was in a store and I was like ready to throw it all out the window. And, uh, and I was like, he was like, uh, and if I felt real, first of all, sending him a text. I'm like, have yeah. you heard that moment where you like, you know, there's something you're not supposed to get, but you're supposed, you want to do it anyway. And I was like, and he called me. He was like, yeah, he said, here's what, here's what I encourage you to do. Just do it and then enjoy it. Yeah. Like, because the idea is that you have a way of like dealing with it where you're like, I'm going to do it. Now I'm going to beat myself up for the next two weeks because I, you know, or yeah. I'm going to be like stressing about it. Like I should, I should not. Hey, like you can reset again tomorrow. Right. Yeah. And I think this idea is that having him who has, you know, had some amazing success in his own, you know, journey for me was like, and, and it doesn't just show up in my eating. It shows up in my work too. Yeah. Right. Cause if you look at my desk, when you talk about like organized, I'm so glad all you see is this little rectangle <laughs> right here. Cause <laughs> like those who can't see me, like my desk is a mess. I remember having one of my team members. I was on a, I was on a, pot, uh, yeah. a presentation. I said, we take a couple of pictures for me. And then yeah. she came and took some pictures of me and I was going to share them later that day and, um, a, and a video too. And so I got home that night, I was going to post it. And I was like, why did she take that picture? That's not the picture I wanted. <laughs> That's not the picture I had created. I created yeah. this picture right here. Like yeah. she had my whole desk. I mean, my, my desk looked like Dilbert. I had like <laughs> piles of stuff on both sides of this computer that no one can see when I'm looking at them right now. But my desk is a mess. And I'm like, how funny and how funny I don't want to share it because what's really behind the scenes is not as pretty as what I've created in the image. Right. Yep. And, that, and, yep. and I was like, that's that mask again. That's, that's the, me. yeah. And that's, that's one of the first things I put on, on my back was that was that kind of under the umbrella of insecure is that, that idea that I, I put my identity into these things, mm. you know, I put my identity into almost everything I do, but I also put it into, like being messy or clean or whatever, you know, cause I have different priorities, you know? Yeah. And, and how I deal with that, right. It's just, I don't even know how I, how I work with that right now, but I do have employees now that help me out a, a lot. And, yeah. you know, because, you know, there's, there's something about accepting where you're at in the sense of, you know, maybe, maybe you're not supposed to be the most clean person. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that, that energy is being put toward, like being the visionary of the business, you know, yeah, yeah. and maybe that's okay to just to accept that, you know, and I, yeah. and, you know, I think I heard this interview with uh, Simon Sinek with Brene Brown. Mm. And I was like, wow, that's a combo that I want to listen to, you know? <laughs> and so I listened to them and I remember Simon Sinek saying, I am embarrassingly unorganized. And if you, if you see Simon Sinek's like outside appearance, you would never think that. Right. You would know. And that's that was the beauty of that interview was like it kind of gave me an OK of like, wow, there's successful people out there who may not be super organized and super on it. And I think to me, that gives me the OK to be able to just go out there and be who I am authentically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I and it's hard. Right. And so in this back of the mask exercise, that kind of ties in with like the second one, which is like playful. Like if you ask my wife, I'm super playful. I'm like ridiculously weird and do weird dancing and like a whole weird craziness. Right. I'm just playful as hell. And, but you know, I would never, <laughs> never be that way in public as much, you know what I mean? Like not, you know, just with like a friend or something, you know, but, but that's something that is kind of connected with that as well. That kind of, 
part of yourself you don't want to really show to the world right does that mean you're not gonna be on tiktok you're not gonna be um, do a little dance yeah Oh my god! Yeah, um, I don't, I don't think so. Anytime, I don't think anytime soon. But you know, it's, it's just a, it was something interesting that popped up because you know I see a lot of these masks that wrote, and a lot of people put like anxiety, yeah. uh, depression, which I, which I am, I, that was on my list, right? Anxiety, all that stuff, and yeah. I feel like I'm pretty open with talking about my anxiety, though it's not something I really hide anymore. I'm like, you know, yeah. and so it would have been an easy cop out for me. It would have been like, yeah, anxiety totally you know like but i'm pretty open with that i'm pretty open with how that has affected my everyday life and still does but playfulness is something weird uh because it's vulnerable right like you you know as men especially um you know i think there's a lot of shame and just like going out and dancing right if you don't know how to dance or being kind of funny and goofy uh when those behaviors are not attributed to success and being a man in our modern day society. And right. so that is a part of myself, which I I've kind of looked at. I'm like, wow, I'm like super playful. I do weird dances when I'm comfortable with somebody. It takes me forever to get comfortable with somebody. But when I do, like, I'm just like kind of goofy and I'm like, <laughs> you know, that's uh, that's something I need to look at. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah. I appreciate you mentioned letting me uh, find that. Well, I'm glad you did. And thank I mean, thank you for participating. I think I'm, I'm glad that you, but even before you started, you spoke, because I'm going to ask at this point, how was that experience? But before you even started, you spoke to how, right, you had these two different ones and how challenging they are and how, yeah. man, it's like, which ones, what do I really want to show? And how can, can, I, can I be more, like, what will be a way I can go deeper, right? Yeah. And, um, and that's what we've been seeing. I mean, when we talk to people around the world um, about these masks, they get it. And they understand that, oh, man, what how amazing it would be if we didn't have to worry about that all the time. Right. Yeah. Like if we didn't have to. I mean, young people and not only young people, adults know, but young people know that there's rules around how much you can get to share. Yeah. And I think I heard somebody say some so often we're, we're comparing our uh, behind the scenes to somebody's highlight reel. Exactly. So we only exactly. know what we're dealing with. We we know all of our stuff, but when we yeah. see other people's highlight reel, we're like, man, why don't I? Well, because you're not comparing. You're comparing all the everything about you to what the best of somebody when they're out there showing it. Right. They're they're tailored. They're tailored image. You know. That's right. That's right. What was what was the second thing on your your back of the mask? I I forgot. Yeah, I wrote a trauma like childhood. Trauma. Oh, yeah. childhood trauma. Most, yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, and that was that. Uh, yeah, that's another one that's popping up. So there's just a lot of things that can go behind the mask, right? And yeah. I think with this exercise, it's really good because you get to explore these weird things. And you know, I'll, I'll mention the last one here just so that we can kind of top it off. You know, I know we're running out of time, but you know. <laughs> okay. go ahead, brother, do it. Um, but sensitive, right? Uh, you know, I've always been a sensitive kid, always been a sensitive person, but throughout, um my growing up that has been something where you know you you've had to learn to manage your sensitivities but the weird thing is it hasn't gone anywhere right it hasn't <laughs> hasn't really gone anywhere i'm just as sensitive yeah. about little things and big things i've just had a elaborate mask to be able to cover it right yeah, yeah. and so yeah it's it's a it's an interesting one 
um, I had someone, I went to a group once and I, and I ended up crying because I got really sensitive. You know, I got really sensitive about what feelings were going around and someone recognized that. And they said like, I'm, you know, I appreciate my willingness to go there. And I was like, man, I was not, <laughs> I don't know if I was willing to go there, but it, it happened. Right. And I think, yeah, it's a weird one that I don't know really how to use in life. Right. It's, uh, you know, what's too sensitive, what's sen not sensitive enough. You know, it just seems pretty, pretty broad, I guess, you know, like what, what to do with this, uh, awareness yeah <laughs> you know you know i mean there, there's um i don't know if you saw um dave Chappelle's speech when he got the mark twain award um and what he said is that his mom had always told him he said he was a sensitive kid yeah. and um he his mom told him that you know sometimes you have to be the lion to be the lamb that you really are yeah. Right. And this idea that sometimes the part of ourselves that is sensitive and caring and like those are qualities my mom taught me. But it was I was clear that I remember I remember people saying, stop helping everybody up. Like when people would fall, I'll help people up. Like I was a nurturer. My, yeah. I was I was helping raise my siblings. Like I was I'm 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 taking care of babies. I'm helping with the formula. I'm doing like I'm doing I'm a nurturer. That's how I was raised. Right. right? So when somebody gets hurt, I feel it. Right. But I remember being on the playground. People said, stop helping people up. <laughs> and I was confused by that, but I'm realizing, oh, you can't, you can't be like that out here. Yeah. You can only be like that at home because at home is respected out here. It makes you look soft and weak or yep. whatever the name people want to call to it. Not men, not manly, not masculine. Don't be right. too nice. Stop smiling all the time. Why are you smiling all the time? Yeah. I'm like, yep. um, I don't, I don't know. I, <laughs> I remember being asked the questions and not having an answer because I didn't think, I didn't think anything of it. Right. It was, and I remember how you get confined into this box and you get careful because if you if you decide to stay out the box, you know what I well, I know you know, I'm saying I know mm -hmm. me as a person knows that then you're going to get pushed away because you're going to have to be by yourself on the yep. playground. You can't hang around with the other kids because they're going to make fun of you. And so you can't be with the boys. You must hang out over there with the girls or with somebody else because you're not a real man. You're not a real boy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I, I yeah. remember that. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's interesting. How did you deal with that? When, as a kid, did you, did you conform to, oh. to fitting in the box or did oh, yeah. you? Yeah. Oh yeah. I conformed. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I became a fighter. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think I got suspended from elementary maybe twenty times. Oh my gosh! Yeah, all for, all for, all for fighting, all for fighting. There, it was like, all right. Well, I recognize that the the nice, kind, caring part of me is not working here. Yeah. Or let me go to the other side. And I was yeah. I was really good at the other side. I didn't like it. I I, I never started to fight. Yeah. I'm not, I don't even like fighting. It doesn't yeah. make, you know. But I'm I'm clear that there's rules. You're gonna be a tattletale. You're gonna snitch. You're gonna be yeah. a little wimp. You're gonna go tell it. You're gonna be. Oh, you're gonna let them pick on you. So now they everyone picks on you. Yeah. And then it became bad because now you prove it. You you bite one person. Now everyone else wants to test you. Oh, you think you're tough? You think you're tough? Oh, you yeah. did him like that. You won't do me like that. And then you you're after you look up, you having to prove it to everybody because all the all the kids now think you're the tough guy yeah. or that you think that you're the tough guy. And I never thought that ever. <laughs> I just I just wanted to be can I just be the lamb, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <be> you know? <laughs> oh no, 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 not here. You can't. 
I and you you could, but yeah. you know there's consequences to that too, right? Yeah. And so that quote, which I never heard until Dave Chappelle said it, it rang very true for me. So yeah, no, that's that's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. And that oh that 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 hurts a little bit just feeling that that for that boy, you know, yeah. and you know, I I was I think I was blessed and lucky. I mean, I don't I don't know if that was the case, but because I was, you know, I remember that same pressure and then like being like beat up in the bathroom and this whole stuff, right? And the whole thing. And but it's weird. I my mind, I think I'm a little too stubborn or something. Uh, I was like, I'm gonna still do this. And I, you know, I ended up just being a loner, you know, just not getting around, getting well, getting along with other kids as much and just but in a I just enjoyed my own company. I was in the kid on the play. You're talking about the playground. I was like at the corner of the fence or something like just like looking at sticks or something. I don't even know, you know, but but it was like my own company. Right. It was my own company. And, you know, since being raised by, uh, you know, mother um, primarily who I was really close to, you know, I, I got I got along with women really well. You know, I was able to connect with them guys would always tease and make fun of me. And I just was like, you know, and I remember my first fight. I remember my first fight. I, I punched somebody really hard and I was a big guy. And I said, sorry. That was my first reaction. My first reaction when I hit somebody was to say, sorry. And then I wanted to help them. But by that time it was like, you're like in it. And it was, I just remember after that moment, I was like, I'm not doing this. And I am a fighter in my life. And, you know, about getting stuff done and standing up, but it's just, I feel like there's fights that are worthy and fights that aren't. And all my life I've like been shameful about being kind of the loner kid and not fitting into that box and all that stuff. Yeah. But I realized that it did give me this level of understanding of people and humanity because I was, had the ability to observe from the outside. And I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's kind of my, my personal experience with that kind of thing as well. It all makes sense. And absolutely. <laughs> you know, it all it, it, it is clear that so many layers of what you're talking about in your story. Mm -hmm. And as I think about young people, when you think about kids who are in the playground by themselves, when you think right. about what 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 is caused, what is caused that? Was it self or was it others? Like where where did that happen? And I anytime I, you know, when I was a vice principal, when I was a teacher, any kid I saw on campus by himself, it was like my 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 unwritten job was to go and get, shake them up. Yeah. Like to go and get in their space. Hey, what's up? <laughs> How you doing? Give me a high five. Like, I want to, I want to, I want to like, you know, like I want to shake your hand. Like, yeah. I want to be like, Hey, what are you doing? Right. Like, and just let them like, cause I, because as much as I didn't play by myself, I know the feeling of being in a group and feeling alone. Yep. And so, exactly. huh. So watching someone alone, doesn't sit well with me yeah and so i think um that's how that's why i get to do the work i get to do and uh yeah I, you know i think we're gonna need a part two we're gonna need a part two <laughs> yeah i think we yeah. i think we're gonna need a part two because i don't <laughs> think we're gonna get it all out right now but i think man there's so much that you are saying and that you've said <laughs> that really uh, resonates and i think you imagine i mean when you think about it well when i think about it you talked mm -hmm. about being on the playground playing with sticks Mm -hmm. And then living in Santa Cruz in the in the trees in a yep. tent, yeah. Like 
how much more can you play with sticks than to be living <laughs> in a in a alone in a tent in the woods yeah your own company staring at a river every morning yeah, yeah it's uh it's a whole thing you know but it yeah. was definitely a time of self-reliance and understanding you know myself and my identity you know and who what i'm here to do really Absolutely. you know it's was, it was kind of my own journey i guess <laughs> i mean i guess you wake, wake up every morning to music huh yeah <laughs> yeah now it's more like uh, wake up to an email <laughs> Man. <laughs> only by choice only by choice. i know i know yeah I know, right I know. So when you when we start that morning pages, you're gonna realize how, yeah. how I'm much waiting for my fight. book, man. I'm waiting for my book. It's coming. <laughs> it's in the mail. So uh so Thomas and I are gonna do uh we're going through the artist way. And uh yeah, I'm, I'm on week three right now, but I may have to come back and hook her back around. But yeah, uh it's, it's gonna you're gonna feel when it starts. I'm so excited for you. Um <laughs> listen, will you tell folks how they can get in touch with you, what you're yeah. up to, and so I can and I, I believe that we're gonna have to figure a way. And whether it's in the podcast way or some other way, we're going to get back together. And I really and we already talking about some other business projects we're going to tell you all about. But we got some we got some things in the works. So let me go ahead and let you tell folks how they can reach out to you. And uh, and then we will we will find a time to connect again. I, I do believe that. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. This was really impactful and just, yeah, warmed my heart. It vulnerable is great. And. So you can find me at speakforchangepodcast.com. Uh, I, I honestly am probably more heavily on Instagram. So if you want to reach out to me, just reach out to me on Instagram or something, which is Speak for Change Podcast. And yeah, you can. I, I'm the CEO of Everyone's Music School. I don't teach as much, but my teachers are amazing. Our mission is to create positive and lasting change in people's lives with music education. So if you want to find me there uh you can or if you want to take music lessons we do online lessons everywhere right so yeah just feel free to reach out and yeah uh find me on instagram you get to see all the crazy things i'm up to because i'm up to a lot of them <laughs> and yeah i think that's about it well thank you thomas for being on the show today thanks for being in this conversation and for a Man, we could we could go on more. I know we could, and I'm looking forward to more. There's more more to be told, right? Yes, of course. More to be told. Thank you for taking off the mask with us today, and um, we look forward to seeing you again soon. Perfect. All right. If what you heard today you enjoyed, if you've listened to this and you found something inspiring please like and subscribe to this podcast. That's the best way for someone to uh, find this podcast, maybe like you did. Um, please tell someone about it. If you know, listen to some of our previous episodes, and if one of them rings out to you, please share it with somebody you know. Uh, we also invite people to join us in a face-to-face -face where they come together with another person to make a mask and talk about that mask together. There's short conversations, about 20, 30 minutes. So if that's something that's interesting to you, please uh, send us a message, send us a, in the comments below, let us know that you're interested in that. And we look forward to you joining the movement of the Million Mask Movement. And check out our new shirt. I don't know if you, how you can, if you can see it, but this is our new shirt, the Million Mask Movement. And so uh, we'll have these soon available, uh, but we look forward to you being a part of the movement and supporting our work. Uh, please consider supporting the work that we do in Ever Forward and in the work uh, that we do in the Million Mask Movement to let people around the world realize that they're not alone. Thank you.